Welcome to the Strong Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, mom, exercise physiologist, and pre- and postnatal fitness expert. This show is all about helping you navigate your pregnancy and postpartum journey with more strength, energy, and ease. Each week, pull up a seat for a new topic that will empower you to feel strong, capable, and confident while supporting your body through all the changes of the motherhood journey. Just a reminder that the information on this show is not meant to treat or diagnose any medical condition. Please speak to your medical provider for all things related to your health care. I'm honored and excited to be a part of your health journey into motherhood. Now let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back, mamas. Wow. I just have to say, May has been a crazy wild month where it's felt fast and slow all at the same time. And I'm recording this at the end of May. It will probably release a few weeks later, but oh my goodness, May is like the month where we have my son's birthday, Mother's Day, my husband and I's wedding anniversary, and my husband's birthday, all in the same month. And so like, I feel like naturally a lot of the planning for that falls on my shoulders, naturally. Um, And it's all been so, so fun. And my brain is ready for a break. (laughs) I'll be honest. Do you have a month like that where you just feel like you are just planning and thinking and planning and thinking and organizing and you're thankful for it and you're also just like ready for a deep breath? Yes, we are going on vacation in about a month, so that will be (laughs) absolutely perfect. And at the time I'm recording this as well, we are obviously experiencing in the U.S. a formula shortage right now, and we've had a couple school shootings in the past couple of weeks, which is super sad and feels like a really heavy time and also a hard time to be a mom or somebody expecting a baby and just like wondering what is going on with this world that we're living in. So if you're with me in that, I feel you and I am sending love and prayers to anyone in need of support and encouragement right now. We are in this together and we're doing the best we can. So All right, with that said, we are going to move into today's topic, which is all about diastasis recti, or you could also pronounce it diastasis recti. So from here on out, I'm just going to call it DR because it's just easier and quicker to say, and I don't have to think about the way that I want to say it because there's no right or wrong. So maybe this is something that is entirely new to you. Maybe it is something that you've heard of, but you want to learn a little bit more about. Um, Just real briefly, we will dive into it a little bit more, but what I'm referring to when I say DR is the abdominal separation that occurs during pregnancy and postpartum. So this can be a fear of many mamas in pregnancy and also a confusing thing For postpartum recovery, if you're like, do I have it? What is safe to do so that I don't make that gap bigger? There's just a lot of questions and confusion surrounding it. So you might be wondering how you can prevent it altogether, how to know if you have it, how to best heal and recover and close that abdominal separation. So we are diving into all of that today. 
So first off, I want to just talk about what's happening in the body. I think this will really set the stage for like a good understanding and I'm not going to get too deep into the science of it, but just enough so you can understand your body, what it's going through, and then we'll kind of build on that with some extra tips and things. So what is it? What's happening in the body? with DR. So I want to just normalize it first that abdominal separation occurs in almost 100% of women by their third trimester. Yes, like almost 100%. And that just means it's completely normal. It's a completely natural part of the process. So as your uterus expands, as the baby grows in pregnancy, naturally the connective tissue between your abs, between your like, picture your six pack muscles, right? Even though they may not be there in pregnancy or visible. Um, you want to picture like a tissue connecting those six pack abs right down the middle. middle. That's called the linea alba that connects those abdominals and it starts to stretch as that uterus expands, as your baby grows, that connective tissue just stretches so that your abs can obviously stretch out, make room for the baby. So super natural part of the process. Now, as this linea alba tissue stretches, it becomes more thin and weak, just like you can picture Play-Doh, right? You picture Play-Doh, you're stretching it, you're pulling it apart, it becomes more thin and as a result, weak. So that's pretty much it. That is what, that's not the technical definition for DR, but when we're thinking of that DR or abdominal separation, that is what is happening in your core muscles. So let's talk about how we can recognize it. So the first telltale sign that you might notice, and this goes for pregnancy or postpartum, the first noticeable sign is coning or doming when there is pressure on your abs. So if you are going to, like if you're laying down on your back, for instance, and you're sitting up like the front way, if you notice a coning or a doming, where that like connective tissue is that is that means there is just too much pressure on your abs there's a separation going on there and you might notice that like coning up okay so that's something to look out for even postpartum when you're doing any exercise whether it's core whether it's like just lifting a box off the floor um, keep an eye out for any doming or coning that's just a sign that you're going to need to modify that specific exercise Um, in postpartum or pregnancy or whatever phase you're noticing that coning or doming. Sorry if you can hear my dog moving around in the background. He is a little restless little puppy sometimes. All right, next up with how to recognize it is postpartum. If you have greater than a two finger width gap, this is the technical definition of DR. So if it's two fingers or less, It's not technically considered DR, it's still an abdominal separation, of course, and we'll still treat it the same way, but if it is greater than two finger widths apart when you're doing a self-assessment or maybe you're seeing a pelvic floor physical therapist, um, that greater than two finger width gap is considered DR. All right, and then one other sign to look for 
if you are doing a self-test postpartum and i also want to say postpartum too like within the initial like week or two your gap is probably going to be like at its its largest right so this is something you'll want to test maybe every two to three weeks just to see if it is starting to close up starting to get a little bit less wide so it may not be like a super telling sign right away of what your dr might be but as long as you're kind of noticing that improvement over time and it's not a greater than two finger width gap at like let's say three months postpartum or something like that that's just kind of off the top of my head um you just in in other words you just want to make sure it's heading in the right direction um in, in terms of minimizing and closing that gap up a little bit all right next up another sign to look for is the tension in the linea alba this goes for, for postpartum as well so as you're doing some sort of self-test and you guys just a heads up i'm gonna post a self-assessment tutorial on instagram this week so if you're not following me over at strong mama wellness then definitely do so i'll be posting exactly how to do this self-test that i'm talking about so you'll want to definitely head over there but okay self-test you want to notice the tension in that linea alba tissue so the tissue we just talked about that connects your six-pack abs it will either be taut like if you're pressing on it a little bit it'll either you'll feel some tension there maybe and that's a good sign that there's some strength there you won't be able to sink your fingers in very deep so that's another sign of your essentially your core strength and your core capability at this point postpartum now on the other hand if you are doing that self-test and you're able to sink your fingers in pretty deep into kind of that anywhere along that linea alba whether it's like at your belly button which is usually the widest point or somewhere else if you're able to sink those fingers in pretty deep then the tissue is pretty compromised that just means it's been super stretched and it doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing it's just really good to have that awareness and it could just mean a slower recovery time so those are the couple things to look for if you're in pregnancy or postpartum coning and doming is something that you'll want to avoid with your exercise or daily movements and then in postpartum when you're doing that self-assessment you'll want to look for the width of the gap and also the depth and the tension of that linea alba area okay so that is how to recognize it again follow me along on instagram this week and i'll be posting some resources so you know what doming and coning looks like as well as how to do this self-assessment that i've mentioned a few times okie dokie moving on so we're going to get into prevention a little bit here and this will be for useful for both pregnancy as well as postpartum so whichever phase you're in we're going to talk about preventing it in the best way that we can. Now, I've already said about 100% of women get this by their third trimester. So we're not, the goal is not to prevent it altogether because what your body is going to do is what your body is going to do. So we can accept that that is a natural part of the process. But what we can do is support our body in the right movement patterns so that we can prevent a bigger gap. 
So that is the ultimate goal here. So I'm going to give you some tips, some actions you can take to protect your core in pregnancy and especially early postpartum as well. And what it really comes down to is managing your intra-abdominal pressure. Now that sounds like a big fancy term, but when when we think about intra-abdominal pressure, what that means is just pressure against your abdominal wall. So if you can think about like doing a sit-up, you're putting pressure on your abs. When you're doing a plank, you're putting pressure on your abs. So we want to be able to effectively manage that. And it comes down to, again, daily movement. It comes down to exercise. So we're going to dive into all of that. But all in all, when we have less pressure pushing against that already compromised abdominal wall, that compromised linea alba tissue, we can prevent it and protect it from being stretched beyond where it needs to be safely stretching to accommodate for the baby. All right, so number one is to avoid advanced core work on your back past the first trimester. So specifically, this one is for pregnancy and also in that early postpartum phase, I would say even for the first like two months postpartum, and this is obviously subjective and it really depends on your recovery journey, but at least those first couple months postpartum and past the first trimester in pregnancy, we want to start modifying any advanced core work. So we want to be moving those planks up to an incline or wall, eventually taking them out altogether. We also want to avoid crunches and sit-ups, and that even goes for like getting up out of bed. Like if you're on your back, lying on the couch, the floor, you want to avoid doing that crunching or sit-up motion and instead roll to our side first and then push ourselves up. So that is a really good habit to start getting into from the second trimester on and in postpartum. And that goes even for like when you're going to lay down too. Don't just let yourself like roll down because that is putting a lot of pressure against that abdominal wall. So definitely think about modifying those if you're in your second trimester and beyond and really switching it up to more supportive core exercises that are going to, you know, put you in the position to not put so much pressure. Like we can work our deep core in so many different ways. And if you are looking for support with that, definitely reach out to me and we can we can go over a few things with that this is something i work on with my clients all of the time but really want to support that core manage the intra-abdominal pressure and it starts with the way that you are working your core and getting up and down out of bed off the floor all that good stuff so that is number one number two is to avoid holding your breath when lifting weights or lifting anything really so this goes for like if you're lifting a toddler like i know right now i am 22 weeks pregnant as i'm recording this and it's funny how um how less i'm keeping track this time because i just have such a distraction of a two-year-old running around (laughs) i barely know what week i'm on but hey we're cruising right along i believe i'm at 22 weeks at the time of this recording but picking up a toddler all of the time and also strength training and things like that. But we want to avoid holding our breath and really try to, at minimum, just 
not hold our breath and to breathe. Now, there's definitely some specific ways we can breathing can be breathing to effectively manage that intra-abdominal pressure. But if that feels, and I'm going to tell you what that is, but if that feels hard, then I want you to just think about breathing. Like in general, when you're lifting something, when you're lifting weights, like just not holding your breath. Now, if you have that down and you um, are wanting to expand on that and take that into the next level, what we can do is really try to exhale on the exertion. So what that means is exhale on the hardest part of the exercise or the lift. So for example, if I'm lifting my toddler and I'm picking him up off the floor, I'm gonna try to think about exhaling or breathing out as I lift him up. And what that exhale does is it allows my deep core muscles to engage and it allows my pelvic floor to lift. And those are two key pieces of the core canister that help to manage that intra-abdominal pressure. So I want you to think about holding your breath, like just holding your breath and imagine lifting something heavy. Like maybe you're lifting something heavy off the floor, whatever that could be, like a heavy bucket or box or whatever it is. Hold your breath, imagine lifting it, and feel how it kind of creates pressure in your belly and in your core. As you're holding your breath, you're picking something up that takes a lot of effort, and you're it's just pushing against your abdominal wall. So at minimum, make sure you're breathing in and out, and then if you're wanting to expand on that, exhale on the exertion or the hardest part of the movement, usually the lifting part, and then inhale as you kind of return back to start. So that's a really good way to manage that intra-abdominal pressure and make sure we're not stretching those abs beyond where they really want and need to go. Okay, number three, focus on your posture. So posture is kind of boring, at least to me, I think posture is boring. I don't like to focus on it. Maybe maybe you are a posture person. Um, it is important at the end of the day. Um, and what we want to think about when we are focusing on posture is thinking about our pelvis in particular. So in pregnancy, and this also affects us postpartum just because in pregnancy, we're pregnant for what, 40 weeks on average. And what's happening is our center of gravity is shifting. Our belly is pulling us forward. And often that means our pelvis is tilting forward. So if you put your fingers on your your hip bones, like your bony hip bones, those are typically starting to point down towards the floor, which means your pelvis is tilting forward, also considered an anterior pelvic tilt. Um, You may have heard that term before, but what that does is it also places pressure on your abdominal wall. So if we are spending a lot of time in a seated position with that anterior pelvic tilt or in a standing position, which happens a lot in in later stages of pregnancy because that belly is pulling us forward, it's weighing heavy, and it just feels more natural for that pelvis to tilt forward. So what I want you to think about here is to practice neutral alignment. This goes for when you're seated, like when you're driving or sitting at a desk, or even like if you're postpartum and you're breastfeeding, I know posture is really tough too when you're constantly feeding a baby, whether that's bottle feeding, breastfeeding, whatever it is, think about where your pelvis is at. 
when you're in any position of daily life and eventually you won't have to think about it as much anymore but just for the next several weeks i encourage you to just like take note of where your pelvis is resting naturally and if you're finding yourself in that tilted space where it's tilting forward think about just allowing it back to a nice neutral place all right we don't want that nice we don't want that arch that excessive arch in the lower back that's putting lots of pressure on the lower back as well leading to that back pain so posture is good for lots of different reasons and again i encourage you to just focus on it a little extra over the next couple of weeks and then eventually hopefully it will feel a lot more natural to you and i know that it will okay moving on to the final tip that I have for you today. This is to strengthen your core canister. So what is the core canister? (laughs) In short, your core canister is what helps to manage that intra-abdominal pressure. It's made up of your diaphragm, your deep core, your transverse abdominis, which is kind of like your corset, deepest layer of abs underneath all the other layers, and then your pelvic floor. So those three pieces make up your core canister And if they are not strong and working together, then it can result in a greater diastasis recti because your body is unable to effectively manage that that pressure in there. So if they aren't equipped to manage the pressure, then it could result in a larger DR space. All right, so what we can do is to start working on that deep core and pelvic floor with safe exercises. So avoiding, after the first trimester, avoiding that advanced core work on your back. Switching to either standing core exercises or quadruped position. Again, I have lots and lots of suggestions for this and work with my clients on this all of the time. So if you need support, let me know, reach out. I'll drop some links in the show notes or you can find me on Instagram. But working on your deepest layer of your core and your pelvic floor, so, so important for so many reasons. DR prevention is one. Reducing aches and pain. So reducing the risk of having low back pain or sciatica or pelvic pain, things like that. So deep core, pelvic floor, I cannot say enough how important they are in pregnancy as well as postpartum recovery and beyond um also helpful for for that neutral alignment so the more you are supporting your deep core and your pelvic floor with strengthening exercises that will help your pelvis be in a more neutral alignment going back to that like previous posture one right so if posture feels hard to you you feel like it's hard for you to get in that neutral space and you're constantly like tilting forward or tilting back with your pelvis and it's uncomfortable deep core pelvic floor work so so good Um, And then another reason for your core canister to be strengthening is pushing. So if you are pregnant right now, working your deep core, which is your TVA muscle, transverse abdominis, learning to engage that is going to help you push so much stronger and effectively and maybe even quicker in birth. So that's a great, great benefit in itself. And then finally, postpartum recovery and function. So just being able to recover so much quicker, get back to things you love so much quicker, avoid injury, um, postpartum, especially as you're getting back into exercise, all of that stuff. So just as a quick review, I'll just review number one through four again. 
So first up was to avoid that advanced core work, especially on your back past the first trimester or starting to modify planks. No crunches, sit-ups. Make sure you're rolling to your side when getting up off the ground or getting down on the ground. And then number two is avoid holding your breath when lifting weights or lifting anything. Three, focus on your posture. Try to get into that neutral alignment more times than not. And then four was strengthen your core canister. So making sure you're really focusing on deep core work, pelvic floor work with safe and appropriate exercises for the phase of pregnancy or postpartum that you're in, okay? All of this is really going to support you in managing intra-abdominal pressure, keeping pressure off of that abdominal wall as best you can so you're not stretching and lengthening. And you know what, you guys, if you find that you are postpartum and you do have a sizable gap, then I don't want you to also feel like there's no hope. Now, if that is you, no worries. It just, again, it might just be a slightly longer recovery process. So try not to compare yourself to anybody else in this process as you are recovering your core postpartum. It is 100% a unique journey for every single person. So think about that. Definitely don't compare yourself to anybody else. So if you are taking all of this in and you are ready to take action on some of these steps, but know that you could use some additional support, some additional guidance, and a really straightforward path to support your body in pregnancy and postpartum, this is my invitation to you to take the next step and work with me. I offer three to six month fitness coaching packages for pre and postnatal mamas where I help you give your body exactly what it needs to prepare for birth, to recover faster postpartum, to ultimately feel your best on your journey into motherhood. And I know that is just an irreplaceable time in your life and ultimately we want to be feeling our best and supporting our body in the best way that we can. So if you're ready to explore further, you can book a starter session with me for $97. In this session, we'll spend an hour together taking a deep dive into your challenges, your goals, your lifestyle habits, and going through an in-depth movement screening to examine everything we talked about today and build on that for whatever phase you're in, whatever your goals are. You'll get clear lessons and clear takeaways that you can be sure what you're doing is not only safe, but also supporting your body and yourself in achieving the goals that you want. So, plus, if that if you decide that you want to work together further beyond that starter session, that price, that session fee will go directly towards the coaching package that you choose. Either way, it is a win-win. You'll get a ton of value out of the session, whether you take it into your own workouts or decide to work together further. So that being said, I'll drop the link to that in the show notes, and I hope to be hearing from you very soon. And for everybody, I am so thankful that you're here. Thank you so much for listening in. Please share this episode with a friend or another mama in this phase of life that might be helpful. And I will talk to you very, very soon. See you in the next episode. And that's a wrap, Mama. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of the Strong Mama Podcast. If this show has served you in some way, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Head to strongmamawellnessco.com for more free resources and opportunities for us to work together. Until next time, keep moving.